Welcome to the podcast of Spirit Life Revival Ministries, an apostolic prophetic mission-based ministry headquartered in Accra, Ghana. A church family with a vision to possess and teach the world that all things are possible through the preaching of the word of faith. Join us on this journey of discovery as we delve into the timeless teachings of our faith and share inspiring stories from God's word. This podcast is designed to uplift your spirit and deepen your relationship with God to help you pursue and walk in your divinely assigned purpose. Together, let's embark on the transformative and enlightening experience as we navigate the intersections of faith, life, and the supernatural. And now, today's message. Celebrate Jesus, celebrate Jesus, celebrate Jesus. Amen. I think if Prof can get more of these type of dresses, it's going to build the economy of Ghana. I was, I said, is this the next president of Ghana? Because the way he, when I saw there is a beautiful, wonderful, hallelujah. Lift up your right hands above your head. When you worship God, when you praise him, when you acknowledge who he is in worship, the best of him flows to you. The best of him flows to you. Can you from the depth of your heart, from the depth of your spirit, begin to declare the faithfulness, declare his mercy, recognize his kindness. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, who daily, daily loaded us with his benefit. Open your mouth from the depth of your heart, at least the next one and a half minutes. Acknowledge his kindness. Acknowledge his goodness over your life. Open your mouth and declare. Recognize it. Kaprondo shiketi malabarata shibada. Mantoli karonto shikepi alaba. Maanda kabalaba. Yendoruto shikepi alakatalaba. In the name of Jesus, we worship. Somebody give me amen wherever you are. I know that this meeting is yours, it's for your lifting. Is for the restoration of someone. If you know you are the one, clap and celebrate Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I say amen. Anytime you, you have privilege to grab orange, try to taste the juice and also try to taste the seed you will discover that the seed of the orange is tasteless. Very difficult to chew. It is deliberate by God. Because the next trees are in that seed. And God cannot trust your tongue. So he makes sure he can't trust your tongue. Despite your integrity. Despite your faithfulness to him. He still can't trust your tongue. So he makes sure the seed of the orange does not taste like the juice. Because the continuity is not in the juice. It's in the seed. So the tasteless aspect of your life, that is where your future, your continuity is. 
The one that is so sweet, deal with your present. Deals with your present. God does not need to monitor you and to be reminding you and to be warning you. Don't eat the seed. No. He build a structure around it and make sure the orange seed is very harsh, tall. You avoid it. The seed is breakfast, lunch for the soil. Don't but not everything in your hand will consumed by you. You, you, are, you, are to, you are to take, you are to take, but to take the juice, take the juice, give the soil his own portion. It's called the seed. If you deny the ground his own portion and you eat everything, the ground will be waiting for you to receive you as food. When you don't have food, when you, when you don't have food, your next meal, you die of starvation. So the ground eats you up as lunch. So to stay longer on the ground, give the ground its own portion. Give the ground its own portion. So also, when you are dealing with God, not everything God gives you that is to be consumed. Check the whole of life. It flows into it. For you to enjoy testimony continuously. Understand scriptural sequence. Understand that God is a spirit. But he needs blood to cleanse man. So God has to put on flesh. That is synergy. God must network with man to get blood. Because the father does not go to the cross. It is Christ that goes to the cross. The Father is a spirit, full blast. God the Son is God wearing flesh to generate blood, to dry clean man. So there are some certain things you need. Only synergy and sequence can call it. No matter how powerful you are, you must synergize with the work of God for some certain things in your life to be fixed, to be cleared. Once again, lift up your hands before you take your seat. You will never be stranded in this life. To say amen is synergy. There are some things you will never get until you say with your tongue amen. I say you will never be stranded in your life. You, I repeat again, you will never be stranded in this life. Before you knock, the door will open. Before you seek, you will find. Before you ask, you will receive. And I say to you in the name that is above all name, how to navigate from the promises of God to testimonies. Receive the details. Receive the details. How to navigate from the promise of God to testimonies. Receive the details. Receive the details. Receive the details. Stretch your hands before you take your seat. Look up here. All promises of God are conveyed through process. There are some declaration alone, just declare the word of faith, it will show up immediately. Let there be light, and there was light. Let this appear, and it appeared. And God looked at the man and said, be fruitful and multiply. But the wife was not pregnant. Be fruitful and multiply, but she was not pregnant. Her tummy is still flat. 
Because that kind of blessing, that kind of, prom of promises is connected to a process. The man must sleep with the woman and Adam knew his wife. When God said, let there be light, there was nothing that knew anything. The light appeared that way. So when I lay hands on the sick, the sickness will leave. But if I lay hands on a fool, the foolishness will not leave. I have to package the answer in a process called lectures training. Am I talking to somebody here? That is why we cannot prophetically release degree on medicine to you. That's why we cannot prophetically make you a prof, a professor. That's why we cannot by faith declare you right now a medical doctor by this evening. But we can by faith right now cast out headache, pain, and every infirmity in your body. So, so, so also it is with salvation. By faith, you can be saved in two minutes. But you can't be a pastor by faith in two minutes. Because that kind of blessing go through a process. We can say by faith, receive the God that prospered. Yes, you will receive him. But prosperity as a reality, you can't just get it by declaration. You go through process, process, process. Give and it shall be given unto you. Seest thou a man diligent in his work. That man shall not stand behind before being no near men. He will stand behind great men, great men, great men. You can prophesy by faith. But to move in the office of a prophet, it takes process, it takes training. It, am I talking to somebody here? I command your mind to be transformed. Give me, and there's a difference between man and amen. Give me an amen that have life. You are coming up. Somebody is, somebody is still sleeping. Can I hear an amen that have life? Can I hear an amen that have life? Wedding certificate, sorry, marriage certificate in the bedroom does not make a man give attention to his wife. There are things the woman must do. Don't say because it is written, I am his wife. So the man will be smiling. Though to enjoy his countenance, to, to have access to the best in him, you have to appreciate the marriage certificate, which is like the written word, right? Then you have to move into fellowship. You touch the man. You smile a little bit. Even though you, as a woman you are angry with him. But you suspend the anger. And begin to act as if you are the happiest woman in this world. Because you are on a mission that night. Am I talking to somebody here? There is something you are looking for. So also it is with God. Even though it is written, you are the head, not the tail. But what is written does not give to you what you are looking for. You need to fellowship with God. You need to know what to touch and what not to touch. To make God do some certain things at a certain moment. Receive an unusual insight. Let me hear an amen that have life. Clap your hands, have your seats wherever you are. I want to share with you right now, in a few minutes, not long. It's time to fix your bones. Write it. It's time to what? Fix your bones. B-O-N-E-S. It's time to fix your bones. Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 1. Put that on the screen for me. Ezekiel 
Chapter 37 verse 1. To avoid reading too many scriptures because of time. God created the male. But he make the man. Let us make man. But male and female created hidden. So the male is created. But the man is made. The male is a species. When you are feeling any form, they write sex. You don't write man. You write male or female. Man is the personality that lives in the male. The male is the vehicle that transports the man. And God gave dominion not to the male but to the man. There are so many female, but what is inside them is the man. There are many males, but the man inside them is cage. Your beauty, your essence, your impact is connected to the man. If any man, not if any male be in Christ, he is a new creature. So it is the man in the male that is the new creature. That is why if you are a dwarf, you have scars on your face. When you give your life to Christ, we say you are a new creature, but you will still remain a dwarf. You still have your scars. If you have bad breath and you gave your life to Christ and the blood of Jesus wash you, cleanse, you will still have bad breath. But you are a new creature. So what part of you is now the new creature? The man that is living inside the male. The male is a Ghanaian. The man in the male is not a Ghanaian. The male spends cities. The man spend use faith as currency. The male can be arrested, chained, and locked up. But the man cannot be arrested by the police force or the military. The male is seated here in Accra. But the man is seated with Christ. Far above principalities and powers. Are you with me? So you are a carrier of the image, a carrier of the program of God here on earth. You are his ambassador. The man in you has a constitution. It's called the Bible. The male has a constitution called the constitution of the Republic of Ghana. And in most cases, you are relating between these two books. Paul called the male the outer man and called the man the inner man. 
Are you with me here? And it says the two of them, they are at war with each other. There is a fight between the male and the man. Unfortunately, we invest more on the male than the man. The male enjoy banku, takes a lot of palaver sauce, all kinds of jollof rice. But the man has his own jollof. It's called the word of God. It's called God's presence. It's called the anointing. And so forth and so forth. The, can you imagine the weakness, the discomfort you experience when you stay 40 days without food, without water, the male becomes sick, becomes weak. So how do you expect to walk in dominion and in power when the man has not eaten God's word for six months? Can you imagine how people will avoid, you know, hugging you and giving you some, you know, just some pleasantry? When you have not taken, you have not taken shower for about three weeks. And you expect angels to embrace your spirit. You have never taken a spiritual shower for one year. One year no worship. One year no prayer. One year nothing happened. And you just show up spiritually. And you say, Father, can I embrace you? Can you imagine such? So it's time to fix your bones. When God made the man and created the male, the Bible says he looked at him after he blessed him, after he gave him instruction to have dominion and rule the earth. He created a man without a prayer point, created a man without need, and he said, he's still not good. So you can have dominion, you can have power, and still that is something not good. For the man to be alone. Let me get him a companion. Let me get him a partner for fellowship, for expression. It is not good for him to be alone. The moment the man opened his eyes and saw the woman standing by him. Look at the first statement. Bones of my bones. Flesh of my flesh. I'm building, you know, you know, I'm just trying to build up some pictures so you can understand my message. It's time to fix your bones. He said, bones of my bones, flesh of my flesh. He called her woman and he embraced her so beautiful, so wonderful. Here we find in Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 1, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. The next verse. The next verse. And caused me to pass by them, run about, and behold, there we are very many in the open valley, and in the open valley, and Lord, there we are very dry. Verse three. And he said unto me, Son of man. Now, please mark that word, Son of man. Very important. 
Under the old covenant, you operate as son of man. But in the new covenant, John 1, 12 said, as many that received him, power is given to them to become what? Sons of God. So, all, all the, up, the supernatural you see in the old covenant, Moses parting the Red Sea, Moses, you know, sending insects. Insects that could tell who is an Egyptian and who is a Jew. Insects flew and came into, into the agricultural produce of the Egyptians. They know which farm is meant for a Jew and which farm is meant for what? For, uh, for an Egyptian. Frogs that have the identity number and the GPS of all the Egyptians. They know who is an Egyptian and who is a Jew. I'm talking about toads and frogs. They came into Egypt and start the first labor union movement. Let my people go. They moved to houses everywhere and we are now approaching. All those supernatural acts. That is why if you are talking about Moses in the scripture, talk to him with respect because he's no Yamit. Anyone that appeared together with the Christos at the Mount of Transfiguration. These are custodians of the dispensational move of God from creation till time. Are you getting me now? That is what the Bible says, and on the throne is the Lamb. But round the throne, there are 24 elders. Who are they? We don't know. These are deities who sat round the throne. The Lamb sat and they sat around the throne. They are not the lamb. But they sat along with him. To tell you that even the lamb did not operate alone. There are forces together that work with the lamb. Even the Godhead is not a one man show. That is the father, that is the son, and that is the Holy Ghost. To tell you, Jesus did not run his operation alone. Yes, he died alone. Are you getting me now? But he did not wake up. God raised him. So you see, the father played a role in his resurrection. Jesus did not commit suicide. He was crucified. Those who crucified him also played a role to help Jesus fulfilled. If Jesus died on his own, it will never be redemption. So Jesus needed the help of people. Those who hated him and crucified him also helped Jesus to fulfill his mission. So he does. No man, no man, I repeat, can fulfill, can, can succeed alone. Nature abhors, abhors it. Isolation, becoming an island, is a journey unto death. In fact, even the Bible, the only pronouncement that the Bible has for those who want to go as long dangers, woe unto him that walketh alone. The first thing that God says is not good is to walk alone. It's not good that a man that have dominion, a man that is blessed, because when God said it's not good for the man to be alone, that man was a blessed man. He was already blessed. He had dominion already. But God said it's still not good. Bones of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And he says, son of man, can these bones live? And I answer, O oh Lord God, thou knowest. The next verse. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O oh, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So bones that have no eardrum, 
bones should hear. That is why the life of a prophet, are you getting me now? In the natural logical world, is an adventure of mad people. To be a real prophet, to operate in the prophetic, called by God. Even the prophet does not know himself. Because once that unction comes on you, are you getting me now? It's like the adventure of a drunkard in a, you know, you know, you know, in a bar. Because no drunkard can tell you the speech or the song he will sing on the way home. Because the song he will sing and what he will say is in the liquor. There is no prophet that, can, that, that knows what he is going to prophesy. When he stepped into it, he's turned into another man. That is when the prophet is prophesying, you better write. Because when you ask him, he may not even remember when he said what he said. He says, son of man, can these bones live? He said, hear all you dry bones. How can you be talking to bones without eardrums to hear? If you return home and you find your children brother talking to a tree and say, why did you do this to me? I don't like it. What will you do? You will, call, you will look for the nearest ambulance and rush him to the hospital. When you see your younger sisters, are you getting her? Standing by the main road and she's talking, are you getting her? She's talking to somebody's shoes. Why is it that you didn't greet me? That is the life of a prophet. It's easier to be a pastor. It's easier you can, you can understand a pastor well. And if you want to see the opposite, teachers of the word and prophets are completely opposite. Because teachers of the word, they have access to details on how things should be in the natural. What prophet give you details of the spiritual? And God said, as the heavens are far than the earth, so are my thoughts than your thoughts. If you ask, are you getting me now? In the natural, two plus one, two plus one, sorry, one plus one, it is two. But in the spiritual, one plus one can be two thousand. Can be two thousand. You can't just, I, I am here, I have an eye problem. Then you spit on the ground, you now carry mud, and you add to my eye. And you say, I should go and wash in the stream. That's an insult. It's an insult to my intelligence. So check the whole of the Bible. 80% of all the prophetic oppressions from Genesis down to Revelation is complete illogical. It, it looks like madness. That is why you must be like a child, you must be like a fool to flow in the prophetic. There will be, there will be charlatans around who bastardize it. Who bastardize it. But that is why the spirit of God in you bearing witness. When you are standing before a man that is truly called by God. I'm aware there are a lot of people who have nothing to do with the prophetic. They just jump into it and begin to copy and paste. But when you see a prophet, you know it. When you see a man called by God, you know it. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? You know it. But that doesn't mean that that office should be crushed. Because a teacher... Can give you details, give you clues. But when it comes to the operations of God, you will discover that the life of a prophet in most cases contradict details explained even by the written word. 
Leviticus will tell you, a priest, a man of God, must never marry a girl that is not a virgin. Even if she has some, some dots in her body, some pimples around, you are not to marry her. That is the covenant. That is the written word. Under the same Mosaic law, God spoke to Hosea, marry a harlot. Go and marry a harlot, a woman of Wodom. Live with her. Give her everything that she needs as a woman. What then? You are experienced with her for about five, six years. Write it as a prophecy. That is my experience with Israel. Israel is my wife. I married her. I loved her. I gave her all. But the moment I moved from Takuradi down straight to Accra, she followed a man to Kumasi. I went to Kumasi and I brought her back. I gave her all. Before I returned, she moved to Tamale. He said, that is my experience with Israel. She followed strange God. So the book of Uzziah, it is a prophecy based on observation. It's a prophecy based on encounter. Prophecy based on the frustration that God has with Israel as a bride. Oh, son of man, go to the house of the potter. You will see the potter making clay. And as he's making clay, I will cause you to hear my word. So you find the word of God in clay. You find the word of God in experience with the harlot. So because, but if you insist as a teacher, you said the word is only the spoken word, then I think you need a doctor. The day God allowed himself to be fully explained, that day God ceased to be God. He only become an expert. Because it's a river that no man can cross over. Somebody will say, but Dr. Mewazi, the Bible says, they that do know the Lord their God shall be strong. Apostle Paul says, we know in part. He didn't say they that do know the whole of God. They that do know the Lord their God. You will only know God based on his dealing on you. You are too small to fathom the totality of the almightiness, the sovereignty of God. There is no brain box that is strong enough to catch up. Any preacher that tells you he knows all about God or even the Christos, that guy or that preacher is sick. He's sick. No one knows it all. The, there is nobody in scriptures that have access to the, to, to the, to, to the richness, the wellness of the wisdom, manifold wisdom of God like Apostle Paul. After all his revelation, he said, we know with all the revelation of Paul, when Agabus picked his mantle and prophesied, the man that owns this, if he goes to Jerusalem, he will end up this and that. Paul now said, we walk by faith, not by prophecy. We walk by faith. He went there. And he, you know the story of his life. Agabus told him. Paul said, no. We are seated with him in heavenly place, far above principalities and powers. Yes, you are both principalities and powers. At times, he have to jump through the window through a basket to escape it. Why? Because Agabus told him, the man that owns this shall be in bounds. He should cancel his trip to Jerusalem. No, 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 no. Once you know the written word, it is done. Once the written word is done. Yes, it's true. The written word will give you a general scope to know and to understand which voice is talking to you. Because the Holy Spirit will speak to you using the written word to guide you. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? Somebody say, fix your bones. Let me hear, I will say, fix your bones. Now, let me read the last two verses there. The next verse five. Thou says the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause bread to enter into you and you shall live. 
Does it make sense? That English it makes sense. I will cause what bread. Somebody say bread to enter where? Into where? Into bones. If I put a, a bone before you, where will bread enter? Medically speaking, this statement doesn't make sense. I will cause bones. If you say bread will enter into the lungs, it makes sense. But when you say bread will enter into bones, it doesn't make sense. Medically speaking, this is not English. No, this is not English. This thing is not English. This thing will make anyone who properly go to school to shut down and start watching maybe one Indian movie. I will cause bread to enter into you. Who is the you? They are bones. If you properly go to school, you advise Ezekiel's parent, please try and take your son. Let him go to school. The next verse. And I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring all flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put bread in you. And you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Now he's making sense. Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. Let me round it up. Please, can you come? Stand this way, the first step. Look up here. Now, you can't be taller than the height of your bones. It is the height of your bones that decide your height. Everything in you, your flesh, your blood, everything is hanging on your bones. That is why when a man is buried, 25 years later, dug the grave, the blood is gone. Are you getting me now? All the tissues are gone. But the bones remain. Some hundred years, the bones is still there looking at you. So bones have to do with your structure. Bones have to do with your structure. Adam said, bone of my bone, structure of my structure, flesh of my flesh. Flesh is image. The flesh hung on the bones. Everything in you is tied to your bones. Bones have to do with structure. I can only know your strength. I can predict your future if I understand your structure. That is why it's difficult to find a business in Africa or a company in Africa that is 200 years old. Very difficult. When the father died, the business is sold. When the company died, it's died. Some that is died. Why? Because structure is where your strength is. Your structure is your strength. Your structure, your structure is your continuity. Your structure outlive you. Thank you. Your structure outlive you. Why do we say this guy is a dwarf? It's because the bones refuse to grow. Why are you call a short man? Because you have short bones. Why are you call a tall man? Because it was your bones. So your bones gives you a title. So your structure gives you a title. Your gift 
It's just instrument to campaign and attract fans. But what gives you real success is your bones, your structure. There are business organizations in Japan, in China, more than 400 years old. They are still standing. They are still strong. Almost every one of us here, you use Toyota vehicle. Am I correct? Have you ever met the producer? Everyone here, you must have used Mercedes car. Have you ever met the producers of those vehicles? You don't have to meet with them. But there is a structure put in place where the producer and the user will not meet. But they will still be relating without meeting. There is a structure in the put in place where the manufacturer and the user, they do things. But we in Africa, you are raised to relate more with your father, with your mother, and with your siblings. You will never eat your banku until your two younger brothers are around. You wait for them. You will never raised to do things structurally. You are raised to do things emotionally. You are raised to do things with personalities. Even when God show you that Kwame is going to be your husband, if your sister Amma did not agree, if your brother, are you with me here, Alex did not agree, you say, I cannot go for that because Alex and Kwame have not approved. So you refuse. 80% of all our decisions are influenced directly or indirectly by this mindset. So that is why when government establish anything in Africa, we destroy it because we don't let structure to grow, to be operated structurally. Somebody is writing a note. A member of parliament will write a note, give to one girl, 23 years old, and say, take it to that uh, organization, that government design. So they start destroying the same thing that is there. That is what killed Ghana Airways. That's what killed Nigerian Airways. All those things we used to have, it dies because we refuse to fix bones. We don't believe in it. Favor does not grow a nation. Favor does not grow you. Favor only gives you what will make you grow. But favor doesn't grow you. The goodness of God doesn't grow you. The goodness of God only generates what you will need to use to grow. It is structures that grow you. Whether you will suffer in your old age, I cannot guarantee because of the favor I see. I can only guarantee because of the structure you have built your life on. Because there are things that prayer cannot stop, anointing can't stop, even prophecy can't stop it. Prophecy cannot stop Mewazi to become older tomorrow morning. As powerful as prof is, so anointed, no matter his anointing, it will not make him to be one day younger tomorrow. You will be 70 years, you will be 50 years, you will be 40, you will be 30. 
The way you are. Look at your picture 15 years ago, 10 years ago, and right now. If you want to know your real picture, snap around 5 a.m. in the morning. Don't snap after you have fixed your makeup. 5 a.m. in the morning when you woke up. Go outside. Let them use torchlights to flash your face. That is the real you. Not these costumes we are all wearing. This is not the real me. So I advise you, snap your real look and put it in your bedroom. When you are about to pray, look at that picture. That's the real you. The picture you put on the DP of your Facebook, that's not the real you. That is, the, that is you in the spirit. Be not deceived. Where is your structure? Now, the people that control the economy of the nation of Ghana, they are people that own structures. Let's go back to infrastructure. You see, there is infra, then there is structure. Because even God, the Almighty, I'm landing up, God is the father of all spirits. If you want to show me your godliness, let's go back to God, the author and finisher of all godliness. Let's see how God starts his godliness. In the beginning, God. What is the next word? Create. What? Heaven and earth. So heaven is a city. Earth is a location. But that means an earth is an infrastructure. And when you're talking about the earth, those of you who study geography, or you study whatever. I imagine somebody here. Look at the structure of the earth. Look at the sea. Look at trees. Look at vegetation. That is where God starts his spirituality. You are 72 years old. You are still a tenant. And you are still saying, learn from my righteousness. Which righteousness? The, the author of all righteousness start expressing his righteousness through structure. Show me your godliness. Through the structure you have built. Where is your land? Where, what, which one are you planning to build? Your mother is in her late 60s. Your mother didn't even finish her secondary school. All of you, five of you in that house are graduates. You are still collecting transport from her. You speak Queen's English to borrow money. From a woman who can't even write her name. So who among you is the graduate? And who among you is the illiterate? Why? You are still living in your father's house. Your father never even had a diploma. Your father, he was taking 200 Ghana cities in the 70s, even before Rawlings became president. Your father belt. That is the house all of you who have degrees are still there. You are still fighting over inheritance. You are not even ashamed of yourself. They are now judging case using Queen's English. All of you are in that place. The only thing you show is just long shoes. You are moving like somebody who confused and lost his address. The question I'm asking you, if truly you are educated, can I see your structure? Don't you know? Men first fell in love with the structure of a woman. I don't know my wife's spirits. 
I don't know my wife's full character. Up to now, we are still discovering new, new characters in our wives. After 60 years, you still discover new, new ones. You, they, am I talking to somebody here? But what moves you to that woman? Infrastructure. When you see the legs, that is infrastructure. When you see her hips, that is infrastructure. The way she's moving down there, that is structure. So structure is what magnets you. Before you start asking, that is why you did not marry her the day you met her. Because structure is a magnet. Structure brings you. Then you say, let us first of all relate for the next six months. That means structure brought you. Now you want to know what is inside the structure. You want to start studying the character, the behavior, and the spirit. Because spirit is invisible. Character is invisible. But structure brought you. There are many young men. They don't like so many things about their wife. But because of the structure, they are still stuck. I don't like the way she talks, but I still like her. 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 There are so many young ladies. They reject a brother who is prayerful, committed, on fire for God. On fire for God. But it's like the way he moves when he's wearing trousers. The trousers is above the navel. This one comes down. He looks like somebody who comes to mine gold in Ghana and is looking for ivory in Cote d'Ivoire. I might talk to somebody here. When the man is moving, he looks like a headmaster checking students who are dodging lectures. I might talk to somebody here. All I might talk to somebody here. So the lady said, I like his prayer life. I love the word of God in his life. But this infrastructure, no. But there is another guy. He's never a serious believer. He's not a child of God. He's never serious. But the skin, the epidermis and the dummies, they moves well. He smells nice. His voice is a mixture of alto and treble. And in the morning, he's soprano at a lower tone. She say, oh my goodness, I don't know. And you see them holding the man's picture. This it is because of infrastructure, you trouble prof. I have four pictures, man of God. Prophesy, which one among them? Prophet, even though the written word says there is no fellowship between light and darkness. He said, But this darkness, I know it's darkness, but the infrastructure, the structure is too much. The structure is too much. The structure is too much. Structure. There are most of you here. The Holy Spirit have already answered the prophecy. But you are still stubbornly. You are still holding oil. Believing God. That God will review his constitution. Why? There is a guy out there. The guy is even already married. Though. You are still saying. I know the woman. She, she, she charmed him. Very soon God will free him. He will come back to you. Can't you see. That we have more mad people well dressed than those ones in chain. Just like the way we have more honorables who have never won election than the honorable who are in the house. There are so many honorable, honorable, honorable that have never won election than the honorable who won. Somebody say structure. 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 Where is your structure? There are people in this nation that have over 12 hotels. They are sleeping. They are in Dubai just playing golf. 
every two, two minutes. They are hearing sound. Crook, crook. Alert is coming from different one. The hotel in Cape Coast, crook. Kubasi, crook. Different one is coming from all over. When you have structure, you, you, you are in charge of organization in which you are not a member. There was a time our church was using a place. We are using a hotel. And we pay, for instance, $1,000 for the whole month. So there are times all the offerings we used to get in the whole month, $1,200. The owner of the hotel is not a serious believer. By the time we give, sacrifice, seeds, offering, 1200 then we will carry 1000 to go and give to the man. Then one day I asked myself, who is actually the general overseer of this ministry? He is the general overseer. Why? So he controlled the finances of the church, even though he's not a member. So through structure, you can rule nation without visiting it. That is why there are foreigners, Americans, Chinese, Lebanese, and you get to know, buying gold mines in Ghana. How many Ghanaians have ever seen raw gold? How many of you have ever seen, I'm not talking about the refined one. You, you are, the white man called you guys coast of gold. That means this is a wealthy nation. When the white man comes, he didn't see your forefathers. He's so wealthy. It is the white man that called you Gold Coast. Then your forefathers changed it to the nation of Ghana. Because the white man did not say this is a wood coast. He didn't say this is a water coast. When they went to Syria alone, they see a lot of lions. What they call it Syria Leon. Leon is lions. A lot of lions. They moved to Cote d'Ivoire today and saw a lot of elephants. They said we can get ivory, a lot of ivory. Well, they call it ivory coasts. They do not even recognize human beings. They say what we see here is ivory. To tell you the greed that is in them. They came here and said we didn't see any human being. What we saw was gold. So they call it gold coast. Not even human being coast. To tell you the mindset they have. Very terrible, very terrible life. To tell you, and here you are in a course of gold, but you have never seen raw gold. If I ask all the women in this place to stand up, let me check. How many of you are wearing gold? This thing you are wearing, that at times when you shout, amen, amen. That's why you can't dance well. Because in most cases, when you do like this, the left one is missing. Because you bought it five, five Ghana cities. Praise the Lord, it will fall off. Very useless chain. How can you be in gold coasts? And you don't have gold. You are in Nigeria. You produce one of the best oil. You don't have. You are looking for fuel. The question here is. I close with this. South Africans have end up appetite. Right? That is political appetite. But appetite is still in South Africa. It's called economic appetite. The people who decide the atmosphere is economy. Dominion is tied to economy. Winning election doesn't make you powerful. There are people, if they get angry in this nation in Ghana, the president has no choice than to quickly set a committee to reconcile with them. If they get angry, they are not much. Because what makes them powerful? It's not because they have muscles. It's not because they are handsome. Because they have built infrastructures. If they, they can shut down transport movement, 
They can frustrate the price of things in the market. They decide the price. They call them the private sectors. They discuss with them. Finish order. You know, the government shall, we cannot allow Ghanaians to go through that. We will never allow back when they, when they finish talking. Then quietly say, please, we have to talk that one for the people. But please, I beg. You have to beg them. There are people that will say something nasty to even the presidency. They will arrest them. Then you, you don't you, you go on social media. You have not even paid a house rent. We cannot take nonsense from the president. Continue. They will bundle you and your generation. Because they don't just arrest anybody. Before government treats you and deal with you, they first check your structure. If you touch this guy, because there are people that, it's like Dangote. Presidents of Africa are talking to him, pleading with him. Every president that comes into power, whether military or civilian, you must discuss with Aliko Dangote. The Tony Elimilu. Are you getting me now? The Ote dollars. The Adenugas that own global comms. These are young men who play golf, who play squash. They are just relaxing, sweeping. Finish all your campaign. They are waiting for you. If they are not happy with you, you will never be reelected and they will never talk. They know a button to press. Bam! When they press it, everybody will be sweating under air condition. Then they will turn around and say, this president want to kill us. This president want to kill us. During his tenure, cocoa has rise high. But the president is not a cocoa farmer. There are people who control. So am I talking to somebody here? I close with this. Look at all the gadgets here. Look at the name. The North Piano. Look at Yamaha. Look at Roland. Let's go to Yamaha. Every church on planet Earth use Yamaha. It's millions. Mr. Yamaha is not a Christian. Yamaha is not a Christian name. It's Chinese Japan which is 75% either Buddhism or Hinduism. So as we give offering to Jesus, we take the money to a Yamaha company. They take it to Buddhist temple. So you see, are you getting me now? Islam can collect church money through structure. So through the power of structure, you can use what you have structure to collect anything anywhere. And can I say this to you here? Policies of nations are adjusted by structure. If you are coming to America, Europe, what is bringing you to the U.S.? They say just holiday and conference. They will ask you questions that even your grandfather can answer. But when you say you want to come to America as an investor, there is a special meeting you have. They serve you coffee. You don't need to pray for favor to go to America. Just have right now 250,000 US dollars and say you are coming to America to invest and to open a company and to get it done. To see that one happen, you will need, you will need nothing called prayer. Rather, they will give you a special seat and they will call you to come in. There are nations right now Looking, they will give you citizenship, am I correct? With you, your children, and everyone, including the dog in your house, we have a passport. If, what are you, if you are coming only as an investor, who is an investor? You are coming to help that nation 
build a structure. But when if you are coming to America to pray, go and queue. What are you coming to do? You are coming to sing. Go and queue. What are you coming to do? You say, yes, I am coming here for holiday. Go and queue. You will pray and 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 pray all your life. Go and queue. And that is why as I close, when the lady fall in love with a man and she likes it and she say, and she say, mommy, I have gotten someone. I love him. The question the mother will ask, do you like him? Yes. Are you happy with him? Yes. But when she tell the father, Daddy, I found someone, the father will not ask that question. The question is, where is he working? <laughs> what job does he do? That's the question. Because the father knows that even love only survives when structure is in place. So take structure seriously. Take structure seriously. And that is why you don't need to go to school to be educated. You can be educated. Don't go to school because knowledge is not in the building. Knowledge is spiritual. Knowledge is abstract. You can get knowledge anywhere. But you can't get certificate until you go to school. You can't have a resume until you go to school. So if you say, okay, I don't believe in university. I don't believe in attending classes. I don't believe in going to a, a normal, conventional, structured school to, to be tutored. That problem, you will still have knowledge, but you will never have certificate. And without certificate, you can't have a resume. And without it, you can't have a job. So you can also refuse to reject church. Don't come to church. You don't need to come to church to meet God. You can meet God in the toilet. You can meet God under the tree. After all, we call it church without walls. You can worship anywhere. But there are some certain things in life. Heaven will not respond to you until you belong to an assembly. Forsake not the assembly of the saints. Forsake not the gathering of the people. Behold, I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. When Peter, Peter received the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Peter, Jesus gave him the key, the keys of the kingdom. Peter did not receive it by revelation. He didn't receive it by dream. Peter did not receive the keys through a pastor. It was not an impartation service. A pastor did not say in the name of Jesus, Peter received. It is the Christos, the Christ, the grand norm of light. Are you getting me now? That look at Peter and said, I am Jesus. I am the light. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I gave you the keys my father gave to you. So that came, but yet, despite all that, Peter was arrested with the key. Even though Jesus told him, with this key, anything you lose here on earth shall be what? Lose in heaven. Why didn't Peter use the key to free himself in the prison? All of you right now that are glued in, 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 in social media. You have to be very careful because this noise is coming from Nigeria. They are coming from Nigeria. And everybody making that noise there, we know him. So be very careful. This is a Nigerian talking to you. Not every trust you see on Facebook that you take. That you take. You are worshiping the Lord. You put your hands in your pocket. Father, we just thank you. Lord, I thought you are Jesus. I never know you are Yeshua Amasia. Lord, you are the, you are not the Elion. You are the Abba. You are the Abba. Now, I have, you are, I now know you as Ab, Ab. Madness everywhere. We now bring the revelation that generates stubborn people in Christ. 
We bring revelation that produces rebels in Christ. We bring revelation that makes small, small children insulting elders and fathers. And when we talk about it, say, don't you know, even Apostle Paul rebuked Peter. But because you, are, you don't understand nothing, Paul rebuked Peter in the first nine years of his ministry. Paul was young. You need to listen to Prof when he was preaching, when he started ministry the first three, four years. If you listen to some of his message, he will laugh. There are some ways you preach when you start ministry, when you're on fire. You'll be talking nonsense. Come on, I don't care. I don't give nonsense. There are elders in this place. You are not prayerful. The Holy Ghost will soon fire you out of this church. Yeah, yeah, yes. You just started. You just came out from Bible school. You just drank whiskey called Revelation. Are you getting me now? So when Paul started, because Peter and Paul, Paul is privileged to be given access to the word of knowledge and the word of understanding. He has access to depth of revelation. But that doesn't mean that Paul is higher than Peter. No! Peter met Christ as a human being. Paul has never witnessed the life of Jesus the Christos as a man. Demand Jesus. Who walked, who was afraid, who lost. When Jesus would be talking how there is no money in the ministry, Paul never witnessed it. Paul only met the glorified Christ. When the glory has come. But the tripod nature of spirituality in Christ, Peter witnessed the all. Peter saw Jesus in his childhood. Peter saw Jesus when he was called. Peter saw Jesus when him and Jesus ran away, escaped through one corner, through one mango. Two of them escaped and ran. When the Pharisees took stone to stone Jesus, and they said, Jesus, dodge. You think the disciples remain behind? They dodged together. Am I talking to somebody here? Paul never witnessed how Jesus dodged. The way, the way prof parents that are still alive sees him is not the way the mother of this house sees him. She never saw prof when he was nine years old because she was not born. She never saw prof when prof was very stubborn at the age of five. They asked him to sweep. He refused to sweep. This same prof that we have seen the glory now. If they ask who is prof, he said, prof is always obedient to his parent. Paul hates anyone who is not committed. But had it been God, we play his city. When this is prof at the age of six, prof at the age of this church, we close. If you see that, am I talking to somebody? Let us see him. That is how Peter is. Peter saw the humanity of Jesus. When Jesus, the bread of life, borrow bread. When Jesus, the way, borrow a boat. When Jesus could not afford pulpit to use to preach, he has to borrow canoe. Jesus, the man. Are you with me here? Because I'm about to close. Please, I beg you. I beg, I beg you in the name of the Lord. There are ancient landmarks you can remove. Any revelation that make you root to elders, it's not of God. It's not of God. No one can be more Christos than the Christ. We don't need deep revelation. We just need relevant truth that will solve what is before us right now. We just need present truth 
that deals with our situation right now. In this crowd, there are people right now, their daughter is dying. Some of you right now, your mom is dying. You are in church. You just want the man of God to heal. You're not looking for the Greek and Hebrew, the Greek and Hebrew for the sickness behind your mother. You have no time for such. Death is not the Greek. Death is not Hebrew. Death is a deity that is not joking with you. I'm not looking for any fresh revelation. I have enough to declare. All I'm asking is grace and strength right now to put smile on somebody's face, to bring somebody back to God, to help somebody reconcile with God and be relevant to his family, to be productive to his nation so that people can look at my life and your life and they can value and appreciate the Christ, the Christos we claim to preach. We are not called to attack each other. We are not called to contradict each other. So I speak to the church of Ghana. I speak to the nation of Ghana. Please, enough. Stop killing your pastors. Stop killing your leaders. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And I said stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, you Jerusalem that stones the prophet. Send towards you. How I will have gathered you like a mother hen gather her chicks. But you will not because you do not know the day the season of your visitation. Every man anointed by God is a man. Is a man. He will make mistakes. He will have flaws. The mistake of a man, the mistake of a priest does not invalidate his calling. It's a sign that he has humanity in him. Even Samuel the prophet, the prophet that have the highest integrity. Samuel has more integrity than Elijah. Samuel has more integrity than, than Moses. In the whole passage of faith, no one has the integrity of Samuel because only Samuel and only Job in the Bible that pray a prayer that no pastor can pray. Job pray a prayer and say, Oh God, if I have ever turned my back on your command, if there is ever a time somebody asks me for help and I refuse, if there is ever a time the weak cried and I could not defend them, if there is ever a time I break any law, he said, let somebody sleep with my wife. Let my children become this. Who can pray that prayer? Then there is Saint Samuel stood and asked the whole nation of Israel, not a church, not a region, not a city. He asked a whole nation. He said, I am Samuel. You have chose today that I will not be your leader. That God should not rule you. You want to be like others. I want to ask, say, is there, Samuel asked about 23 questions. No one could answer. He said, have I ever defrauded any of you? Have I ever told a lie? Have I ever did this, did this? He asked a whole nation and no one could lift his hand. The accuser of the brethren could not speak. Can you ask that question? Can you ever say, Father, if I have ever told a lie, if I have ever stole something, let this happen to you. Before you finish, you are already in the manger. We are burying you. So there are, these are the two prayers, declaration of Job and Samuel. Even I, Mewazi, I cannot pray that kind of prayer. I can't pray it. No one can pray that prayer. Samuel and Job. But yet, as powerful as Samuel is, this is a man that when he was coming, the Bible said the elders of Israel, when they saw Samuel coming from Shiloh, they could not stand to look at him. Fear gripped them, the elders. It's a man that carried God's presence. That even when he died, King Saul had to look for his spirit. Have to look for the witch of Endor to invoke Samuel. 
to tell you the impact of that man. But as powerful as Samuel is, he gave a wrong prophecy. He gave a wrong prophecy. He came to the house of Jesse and he looked at the sons of Jesse. When he saw Eliab, Eliab Samuel said, Behold, the chosen president of the nation of Israel. God said, you missed it. That means no matter how anointed a man is, when people hail him so well, when people start seeing a God in any man of God, once in a while, God remove a button. The humanity of the man will show to remind you he is not God. He is still a man. When you see it, you don't go to social media. You don't go to Ghana TV, you know, you know, take, you know, you know, you know, GTV 3, 2, and say, yes, we caught him. He is a fierce fake. There's a difference between iniquity and mistake. Mistake simply means you miss what you should take, and you take what you should miss. Lift up your hands. Fix your bones. Fix your bones. Fix your bones. Fix your bones. Let structures be fixed. Prophesy and say, All you bones, hear ye the word of the Lord. Structure your life. And the word of the Lord came upon the servant of the Lord and said, Tell Hezekiah, set your house in order. Set your house in order. God is saying to some, God is speaking to somebody right now. Fix the bones. Your business, your career, your ministry, your marriage, your home, your children. Structure them. Where did you see your last born, your first born in the next 10 years? It's time to fix it. Lift up your hands and pray. Just pray. I have less than five minutes to drop this microphone. Please pray this prayer. Go ahead and pray. Father, I receive grace to structure my life. To live a structured life. Not just being emotional. Not just doing things because I feel like doing it. Write the vision. Write the plan. And let him that read it run. Kapanda shokepialakatalabasha. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Give me an amen wherever you are. Three prayers, then I stop. Somebody say, write the vision. What is a vision? The picture of the future you want to fetch or in. What is a vision? The picture of the future you want to what? Fetch or in. He say, write it. How many of you have a document where you wrote where you are going? You only wrote your need. You only wrote what you want God to do. But what do you write? Have you written what you will do? You only wrote, you are documenting the oppression of God. But you have not documented yours. Write! I wrote when I will marry. I wrote the kind of school and the kind of life I want my children to go. I wrote the things again one and there. When my daughter, Tehila, she's taught, she's beautiful. When she was getting... Between the age of 15, so I said between the age because 65, 70 percent of most girls, their dreams is distorted between the age of 15 and 20. Because that is when the mango fruits is developing. That is when the purple in their body is coming there. That was when monkeys come there for Bible studies. 
So I say, what do I do in that place? Because any girl that manages it between 15 and 2021 can now keep the dream. So what do I do? She was going to the university. And I'm like, she likes this. When I saw that she likes to wear this pink in the car, I said, what do I do? So I told the mother, even though she has a visa to go to U.S., she likes America. I said, no, there'll be distraction. I know she'll be in America. But I said, right now, let me look for where I know they have less social life, no much things because the weather is cold. So I say Ukraine is the place before the war because it's almost nine, ten months. It's very cold. So even when you want to wear one bikini skirt, the cold become a pastor. The cold will tell you. Nobody will tell you. The cold enough will make you to cover her body. So even though she's in America, she still likes to wear because when you stay there for three, four, five years and you are covering, it has become a doctrine. Covering your body has become a doctrine and is now a lifestyle. So I send that to Ukraine. We are night club. It's not the best place. I don't like their life. When she gets to say, Daddy, their faces, they don't smile. I say, yes, that is where the Lord is. Because that is where the fruit of the Spirit shall come up. If I send her to London, I send her. Many parents send their children to London. Yes, these nations are higher than Ukraine. But you need to understand. If you understand structure, you don't just do a thing because it will make the child happy. You do a thing because it will secure the life of the child. So now that when she went there, she's now in America. Nothing shakes her out there again. She dressed decently. She dressed properly because already dressing properly has become a lifestyle. I didn't use prayer for it. I, I structure her emotion in a place where everybody has sad faces looking frustrated. So she can easily, she can practice holiness easily. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? So structure it, structure it, structure it. You know, but it's cheaper to move from three-bedroom apartment to one bedroom. If where you are, there are too many bad boys, everybody holding cigarettes, and you have your, your son is 13 years old, is 14 years old. As they move here and there, yeah, he's watching. Because sight, sight, what they see is forming a picture. It's forming a picture. So what do you do? You shift a little bit away. I might talk to somebody here. That is why you see white men, when they see blacks coming too many, they sell the house and move their children away. They want to protect their race. They want to keep it so they move down there. When they go to a place, they make lands to be more expensive. Their house is so high. That is why millionaires in this nation, when you want to buy land in some places, there is no reason why that land will be more expensive. They deliberately make the land to be very expensive. And deliberately, if you want to rent even a room there, they tell you pay $3,500 a month. So if you can afford it, because they know that there are girls they have there, so that in case, even if their daughter mistakenly become pregnant, it will be an accident with a profitable human being. But if they crush them, stand on your feet, let me drop this. Stand up, let me get out of here. Lift up your hands. Somebody say structure. Say structure. Say structure. Two prayers. Stretch your hands here. Now, this is a prayer you pray. 
please come. That's why I can pray this prayer. Time is already gone. Come stand this way. Yesterday in the hotel, I think uh, Bishop Angela, please can we clap? Bishop Angela is here all the way from America. Bishop Frida is also here all the way from Lagos. They preach somewhere and I said, it should be here. Look up here. Look up here. I think they, I think yesterday they were in the hotel with me when they came to visit me. When one of my daughter was crying, she was calling me other from Portacot. Papa, she's a preacher. I'm tired. I've been serving God faithfully for 22 years. 22 years serving him. And God has not done anything. I said, are you sure you have been serving God for 22 years? He said, last month was my 22 years as a minister. I said, I know. But have you been serving God for 22 years? He said, yes. Please, I want somebody to pick up your phone. Go to your calculator. Help me with it. Maybe prof, you can help me. Somebody use the mic. Now watch it. So I asked her, I said, how old are you? She said she's 51 years old. So I said, okay. I said, how many times do you hold service in church? She said, Wednesdays and Sundays. I said, okay. I said, if you stay long on Wednesday, they say, higher is three hours. The Sunday, the utmost is seven hours. That means you go to church for seven hours in a week. Am I correct? How many weeks do we have in a year? 52 weeks. So please calculate seven times 52. 36, what is that? four. That, so seven times 52. Yeah. That is 364. That means in a year, if you don't miss Sunday service at all, and you don't come late and you don't leave before the service close. And you have never missed Wednesday service. That means you worship God for 300 and what? 64 hours. How many hours make one day? 24. So divide by 24. What did you get? 15.1. That means in a year, if you don't miss Sunday at all, you don't miss Wednesday at all, you only worship God for 15 and a half days in a year. And we have 365 days. So only you know where you went in 350 days. Then let's know how many days you serve God in 40 years. Multiply that by 40. Sorry. 15.5 times 40. Sorry? 600. 600 hours. No, that is 600 days. Am I correct? How many days make one year? 600 and what? 65. Sorry, 300 and what? 65 days. So that means in 40 years, you only worship God for one and a half year. In 40 years. If that means if you don't miss Sunday for 40 years, you don't miss midweek service for 40 years. If you convert it into hours to days, you only worship God for one and a half year. So when you say, I've been serving for 22 years, if you calculate, if you sleep eight hours every day, it will tell you how many years. Eight hours. Please, sorry, prof. Let me check. 
Eight hours. Eight times. 365. 1920. Hours. Right? Divide by 24. Divide by 24. Uh, 121.7. That means in a year, you worship God for 15 and a half days, but you sleep for 121 days. And you are here saying, I don't know, all this year has been serving you. You that we have to use police to bring you here this morning. It's okay. That is the calculation. Lift up your hands. Say, Father, Father I, declare, I declare from now henceforth, my life, my career, my home is structured. My ministry is structured. I receive grace to live a structured life. 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 Clap your hands and begin to pray. I live a structured life. 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 In Jesus' name. Can I hear amen? Finally, look up here. What you do daily generate habit. Your habit, are you getting me now? We take you to your habitat where you will have a habitation. So where you are dwelling, it is not a spirit that took you there. It was habit, which is you structure your mentality. I told you here, I was in last year, that your mentality have a lot to do with your environment. That's why they call it environmental. Mentality is affected by environment. That is why if you're always coming to church, your mind will change. Your language starts changing. Some of these foul language start leaving you. You start speaking, God bless you. Before you say, yo ya, come on ya. You're feeling iry. But now, that you, are, you change environment. You say, ah, I'm blessed. I'm highly lifted. The environment is changing. If you live here and you join Islam, after two years, your language will change. You will be saying you are blessed. You say, assalamu alaikum. Allah akbar. Environment will change you. Environment will change you. So if you want to change your life, look, stay away from vultures and hang around people who resemble where you're going. You will not fail. You will succeed. Ladies and gentlemen, receive one of the best gifts that God has given to Africa. An anointed prophet, a great leader. God bless. As we bring today's message to a close, we hope that the teachings shared have touched your heart and ignited a deeper connection with your faith. May the wisdom and inspiration gained here continue to resonate in your life, guiding you through challenges, strengthening your relationships, and bringing you closer to God. We are ready and just a call away to support, encourage, and walk alongside you. 
reach our church line on plus two three three two three four zero seven 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 eight eight. Follow us via social media at Spirit Life Revival Ministries on Instagram, Spirit Life Revival Ministries The Oracle's Place on Facebook, and at Spirit Life TH on Twitter. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Spirit Life Revival Ministries for more such messages. Remember, you are never alone. Until we meet again, may the love, grace, and peace of our Lord be with you always.